Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Oh, hello. Oh. It's the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gavin Miffy, and to my right is... Alicia Judge. And to my left is... Daniel Krupa. Bait <laughs> <laughs> and switch, baby. You should keep it up. <laughs> I can't do a Blackburn accent. Um, the bait and switch thing, I've just been listening to that Mona Lisa song. Oh, my pop God. Thing. Uh, we went to see... Uh, I, I'm skipping ahead. Let's jump straight let's to jump it. Straight we, into we, we went to see pop star Never Stop Never Stop in the other day. Ugh. Uh, me, Joe, and uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, starts with a Rory. R. <laughs> Rory went to see it, and if you don't know, it's like the Lonely Island film, and it was brilliant. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. It's we were kind of worried about it because there was no press screenings no. in the UK. It didn't really do that well in the US, like money bombs. Yeah. Um, but then, to be fair, how much? I guess making those videos is probably quite expensive. Yeah, and it's basically like a rip-off, uh, kind of like a takeoff of um, like all the shitty like Justin Bieber type documentaries. It's like Spinal Tap for Justin Bieber. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great like, pitch. It's um, yeah, it's a documentary about uh, a guy called Connor for Real, played mm. by Andy Samberg, who was previously in like a '90s hip hop group called the Style Boys, mm. and then became more famous than them and started a solo career. Yeah. And it starts as his second album is about to come out. Yeah. And it kind of charts his descent um, as it all goes wrong. And it's fantastic. Like, it's relentlessly stupid. Yeah. Like, really dumb. But, well, we talked even last week about how much I love Hot Rod. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's that group of people making another film about, yeah. like, befuddled idiots having quite a bad time, but with a, like, quite secretly quite a warm heart. Like, it, yeah. it's a nice film by I, the end. I, I do like Hot Rod, but I don't, I don't love her as much as you do. Yeah. Um, because I think, so I think Hot Rod is too stupid, too silly. <laughs> yeah, whereas it is very dumb. This is silly, but it's grounded in, like, a proper reality, I think. Yeah. Even though, like, the reality is obviously something ridiculous. The things that it's taken off and, like, sort of taken the piss out of are all real things. And like you said this morning, half the reason it works is yeah. because the songs themselves, like, it is part musical. Yeah. Like, there are long breaks just to watch him perform the songs. Yeah, the yeah. songs are so, firstly, spot on, and yeah. secondly, good. Mm. Like, that's Lonely Island, isn't it? They yeah. are yeah. amazing They're fantastic musicians. At that. And, like, I think that's the thing that maybe doesn't gel in the in the film, the only thing is because... It doesn't make sense that everyone hates that album, because yeah. it's, yeah, so it's so good. It's so funny. We've been listening to it all week. Yeah, there's a, yeah and basically, there's a song on there called Mona Lisa, and it's basically about someone who goes to see the Mona Lisa and is really disappointed with yeah, it. Yeah, the chorus is Mona Lisa, you're an overrated piece of shit. Um, and it's so funny. It's just about how he hates the Mona Lisa, how Leonardo da Vinci yeah. uh, has like <laughs> essentially slept his way to the top, yeah. and that he also hates the pyramids, but the pyramids aren't as bad as the Mona Lisa. That's the, so funny. The line, I keep saying it, the line about the pyramids being a dirty old pile of bricks <laughs> is so funny. It's oh my good. god. I've, it's seen, just like, I've seen the trailer of it, and I know yeah. that song's in the trailer. It, mm. looks, it looked a little bit I was getting like tones of Zoolander in there. Um, it's funnier than Zoolander. It's funnier than Zoolander. But yeah. It's got that same sort of cameo thing where yes, the cameos yeah, yeah. aren't. They, well, they are gratuitous. Yeah. But the way they're used is usually as a punchline or as a joke on the person who the cameo is about. So it's yeah, not showing definitely. off that they've got all these mates. Like 
There are jokes in there that are quite subtle compared to the rest of the movie. Like yeah. Naz turns up. The first person you oh, see is yeah, Naz, Naz, one of the most influential hip-hop musicians yeah. of all time, saying that a song by the Style Boys called Karate Guy <laughs> changed his life. And it's just such a stupid joke. Yeah. But, like, it's a great, like, little there's some, tip of the hat. Yeah, there's some bonkers cameos in there. Because, like, oh, obviously, they're, they're huge. Like, if you don't even know Loyanda, you know what I'm on a boat is. Yeah. Because it's like one of the most watched videos on YouTube, I yeah. think. It always does my head in because like, I've watched a lot of Lonely Island stuff all the time. I subscribe to Lonely Island. Mm. Like, ugh, Lonely Island. And now and again, when I go on the internet, like on somebody else's YouTube account, it'll be like, it'll recommend a Lonely Island song as if they need <laughs> like picking up. Like, oh, check out these little ups. That. These guys. Like, genuinely, you know when we ran that 10K a while back, yeah. one of the songs that was on my playlist was, this is the tale of Captain oh, Jack really Sparrow. That's a good one. <laughs> it was well, such Mike, a good Michael Bolton's got a really good bit in this film. Oh, oh man. Really? He's so like the finale funny. song. And yeah. it's... <laughs> It's so good. But it's just like, you forget, it's really hard. Like, my mum, I grew up listening to Michael Bolton because my mum fucking loved him. Mm. So, but like, he's got a brilliant voice. Oh, it's amazing. Like, it's generally yeah, really, really well, good voice. Well, he does voice. like the high licks and kicks. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Tilly showed his age at the pub last night because uh, we were talking about the film and uh, I was, we were talking about like, um, we started talking about Mr. Blobby. Um, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. And they talked about the charity single for that and I talked about that my mum bought that and I was like, oh, we started talking about this film and said, oh yeah, like, you know, this Michael Bolton's in it, he's got a really good bit. And I was like, you know, I do saying the same thing. I was like, I grew up listening to Michael Bolton so my mum listened to him until he was like, shit. I grew up just listening to Michael because <laughs> I like him. <laughs> I was like, oh, Aw. Tilly. <laughs> oh, Tilly's not in today as well. We all, we all went out last night. And yeah, I, I've got a big thing of Barocca. You're drinking Tango. This is... Child, like child's Barocca. Child. <laughs> Baby Barocca. Our voices are all a little bit hoarse. I like it when you walk in, you're like, oh, we both drink a Barocca. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like pop star never stop, never stop. We just come out in uh, cinemas. Like we were dreaming of the idea of possibly that they were going to do like a press tour. They're not doing it. Oh, we thought maybe God. we could have gone in the office and something like that. Because like the, US, the, the US got them, but that would be amazing. They went on up at noon, mm. and I think like when you go on up at noon, like you're just a guest on up at noon, so you don't get to do any like cool shit and stuff like that. Yeah. And the Snapchat team had like went to film with them in Florida. Really? Yeah. What? Like when Chastity still worked it, her and the Snapchat team went down to Florida to. Oh, I missed that. So I know. Where, where do we get to go? Fucking when, when? Derby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you going to Derby to see this game again? Are we? All right. Great. What about that event that's going on in LA? No. Nah, that's not yeah. for you. Covered that. You, you got an exotic trip to <laughs> Get to Derby. Just get there and set on fire. You know. The amount of times I've been to fucking Leamington Spa. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, go, go see Pop Art. Never stop. Never stop it. It's quite hard to find. It's quite a limited release. Yeah. But, you know, do it. To be fair, we went to see in a cinema that you didn't even know existed. No. <laughs> it's hidden down a back street. It's like around the corner from all the Leicester Square cinemas. Yeah. This little upstart, like tiny little cinema. Mm. It's like a big TV room. Yeah, it was really weird. It was quite good, um, though. That's a good film. What, what else is good this week? <laughs> I don't know. You're the only one with the running order, guys. Oh, yeah. Shit. Sorry. Bloody <laughs> hell. <laughs> Kind of save them trees by only printing out one. Uh, or not. Yeah. All right, so not saving these segways though. Come on. So they've done a big push for Stranger Things. Oh. Um, if you don't know what Stranger Things is, then I don't know where you've been. Oh, but goodness. it's an awesome Netflix show, which you mm -hmm. should check out on Netflix mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's one of those 
reasons why Netflix is such a wonderful idea because it's a show that I think they pitched it to loads of different networks like HBO and all sorts and it got rejected and rejected and rejected. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's, think about it, it's a really high risk show. It's like... Oh, really? Like, well, if you think of the idea of it, 1980s themed... People love like, these. Absolutely, they do and this is proof of it. But I, I didn't think know they pitched it to other places. The, the Game of Thrones, like genuine like hits and stuff, like the yeah. easy... But like, you know, Netflix is where... You can do a massive prison drama about a group of women and, like, you know, it, it, it's a place... Like shit. Which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, you know, it's, it's the unlikely hits that, that succeeds on Netflix. Yeah. And I, I, I do feel with Netflix, though, like, I, things are either the best thing ever or, or the worst thing ever. There's never, like, an in-between. Like, when The Get Down came, up, mm. came out, like, you've, you've watched that. You yeah. said it's quite good. The reviews were just down here. Like, yeah. isn't, isn't, like, I feel like people, unless it's like the best thing ever and people go in like meme crazy for it, yeah. mm. you can't, it doesn't, there's no like in between Netflix shows. And well, if you do, you never hear about that. That's the problem with binge yeah. TV, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't, like, if a show is designed to be watched in one giant chunk, like everyone did yeah. with Stranger Things, Absolutely. like, you either go, I hate the first episode, I'm never going to bother. Yeah. You don't have that thing where it's like, it might be on again next week. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll sit down again. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have... Mm. Like, I think if... Mm, this is probably wrong because it is really good. But if, like, <laughs> The Wire came out, Series 1 came out on yeah. Netflix now, I reckon people might not watch it. Well, people didn't watch it when it was way. on HBO, man. Well, that's true. But, it, but that's because, it is that same thing of, like, first couple of episodes feel really yeah. confusing. You don't know what ever, anything's going on. Like, if that was just all sitting there, yeah. people might just go, I don't be bothered with this. Like, yeah. I've got other you know 13 hour episode yeah. movies to watch basically yeah it's interesting like because I've been rewatching. I just finished rewatching Sopranos and I was actually I wish I wasn't rewatching Sopranos when Stranger Things song because everyone's like oh Stranger Things you gotta watch it yeah. it's like yeah it's good it ain't Sopranos good though so like, with Stranger Things do you guys have any theories on what yeah, so sorry, you had should, a really good should, one yeah so we should say so season 2 has just been officially announced mm -hmm. this week so they're doing like a big press thing for it yeah. which included 11 going on they, they had all the kids on the Jimmy Kimmel show not mm. the Jimmy Kimmel the other one one of them shows Fallon. <laughs> Fallon Fallon Jimmy Fallon yeah and that uh, sketch was awkward um, not very good I didn't, oh one. that's awful but Rubs. did you see Eleven it. singing the I've Nicki just Minaj seen rap? it linked in our Slack oh group and I haven't watched God. it yet oh I'm going to watch that when we get back so to this Good. Does, does she say the mother effing word she in flow? <gasps> and instead of saying bitch, she, she covers her mouth and goes like that. She's oh, so good. But she like she does it really well. Like I'd go she's watch like, her with Kanye. Pick up human. Um but they've just uh, <laughs> they've just announced season two, like officially. So we were talking about like theories and do you have any theories? And like yeah. I think when when because you'd watched it and you were like, you have to watch it. And mm. I was kinda like after each episode, I was just in a Google hangout with you saying what I thought was going on. Yeah. Um and my I was kind of disappointed with the ending because... Because your ending that you'd made up was better. <laughs> the, amount kind of was. the amount of times that that happens with shows. <laughs> <laughs> Not to toot my own heart, no. Um, most of the time it's just like, what are you talking about? Speaking of The Sopranos, here's how it could have been better. <laughs> um, but so my theory was that um, Eleven mm -hmm. uh, was the monster. Aha. Uh -huh. So yep. that was my theory. And I thought generally at the end that, that that's what we were going to find out. It was going to be all leading up to this point. And like, yep. it's basically going to be all her fault. Yep. So her going into the under 
what is it? The upside the down, upside down. down. <laughs> the undergrowth. <laughs> Her going to the undergrowth, like, and she's the one who caused all everything mm-hmm. to happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. And then when it didn't happen, I was like, oh. no, but do you know but what? Still that could still be, could be that, that absolutely a case. Yeah, yeah. could still be a thing because there's there's loads of evidence to support that mm. as well. And you look at the there's even a line where she literally says, "I'm the monster." She doesn't mm. say, "I'm a monster." Mm. She goes, "I'm the monster." Well, I think it was because um, I didn't know at the time it was going to be season two, so I thought it was going to no. be a self-contained thing, mm. and it was never going to be on again. But I genuinely, I genuinely so think that she could be because uh, even you know that end scene. Where, okay, this is this is yeah. I was going to say, are we are we jumping this into is... Stranger Things spoilers? Okay, oh, yeah. Do we Actually, need to flag this up? Okay, I won't spoilers. No, do it. Well, shall like, we? Okay, if you haven't watched Stranger fast Things, for like four fast forward a couple of minutes. Right. right, in four minutes' time, make sure we sit dropping like a really like time bit. Yeah, <laughs> cool. So you're right. you know the final bit where the uh, there's a final show off where Eleven pushes the monster yeah. up against the wall, and they both dissolve into ash. And that yeah. makes no sense why she would dissolve into ash. Really, I mean, I know there's that idea of like her powers have been completely yeah, drained, yeah. and maybe that's why, but not to like completely disappear. Wait, does she dissolve? She, yeah, she did because there's no body. No, like, but like the, we see the monster. We see the monster dissolving. dissolving into we don't ash, see her. We just see her disappear. The idea is that she, she's been obliterated out of existence. I think you've—that's a stretch. You've—you're you've, no, no. reaching. Okay, well, <laughs> she's a wrong one. Well, she's a wrong one. Listen to this. There's more to this story. So there's an Easter egg, um, which a lot of people missed from the first episode, okay. where you know when Dustin and Will are riding along on their bikes before yeah. Will goes missing, and Dustin's like, "Oh, you can have one of my comics. Like, which comic would you like?" Mm. And uh, I think Will turns around and he says, "Oh, I'd like X Men." Issue number 134. And that issue, the whole story revolves around Jean Grey and the Phoenix. Right. And if anyone's read X-Men, the Phoenix is basically this evil entity that exists within Jean Grey's mind. Yeah. Really powerful. Um, and if you've seen X-Men Last Stand, yes. the pinnacle of filmmaking. You'll absolutely see that. And there's there's even there's a scene where Mastermind, who's a guy who's been messing around with Jean Grey, yeah. she pushes him up against the wall. And in this scene, even the way it's like been filmed and the shots, it exactly mirrors the scene at the end. That's really cool. Like, that and is really cool. The, the, the Duffer brothers have said that like, they are massive, massive pop culture nerds and they've taken yeah, loads of references. Yeah. So it's clearly, the fact that they chose issue one, three, four, it's not a coincidence. Mm. There's like a, and the Dark Phoenix, it really mirrors like the duality of Eleven, the idea yeah, yeah. of having this kind of darkness inside your mind. And there is in, I think a couple of issues later, I think it's issue one, three, seven, um, the phoenix is destroyed, and in the process, Jean Grey also disappears in the same way that Eleven disappears. Like, I think that there's a, and like the idea is that the phoenix is an absolute like dark version. It's been created within Jean's own head. Like Jean is yeah. also a monster. So I, I think that is like so basically basically saying like Eleven is a piece of shit. <laughs> Eleven <laughs> yeah. can get Eleven hurt. is a monster. I like that. I think that's good. We've still got a minute 45 left of spoilers Ooh. if you want to do it. All right, let's, <laughs> let, okay, I'm going I'm to say what I've written down, which is fuck Barb. <laughs> oh, you just don't like Barb? What? You don't like the culture of Barb? I just, it's not that I didn't like her. I just thought she was really annoying. Really? Like, this guy's wanted a party. She was just like... A, that's because you're like, like straight, a damn towel. You were the kid. Steve at school, that's why. <laughs> yeah, you were. I was not the Steve at school. <laughs> I was the Steve, but I looked like Barb. <laughs> I genuinely did look a bit like Bob. I can imagine you in big high-waisted chinos. I want to see that. I want you'd to look nice. Curl your hair. 
Oh, it's just, good. Just remember in the past. Oh, no. Um, but they've, uh, they have explicitly, the Duffer Brothers told IGN, we were the ones to break the story. Tilly was told that Barb is not coming back. She is dead like, as a doornail. Loads of people, I thought she, I was just like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, but it is strange how the story deals with it. Right. Like, okay. just ignoring that she it's died. she's shit and they don't like her and they're just like we're not giving her a proper death but, I mean, <laughs> she's off she died in a pool see you later <laughs> no, but just that... written on a bit of thing Bob died in a pool <laughs> duffers duffers mate <laughs> um, 34 seconds of spoilers any, any other, any spoiler. other, any other um, theories um 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 uh, well, I mean, this isn't... Okay, this could potentially be a spoiler for people who don't really want to know anything from right. season two of like, what we know. But there was just a leak this week from... Uh, that was a really nice rhyme. There was a leak this week from TV Line. He said they have casting intel that they're introducing a new character called Max, which would make sense because the first episode is called Mad Max. Mad Max, yeah. Um, <gasps> which is going to be like a 12 to 14-year-old skateboarding female whose appearance, behaviour and pursuits seem more typical of boys and girls of this era. Um, That's it. That's the end done. of spoilers. Oh, right, done. Spoilers Boom. Done. What if it, it uh, when I heard skateboarding female, I just thought of, you know, when Lisa tries to be cool in that episode where, <laughs> where they go away for the summer? Like, you know, whatever. It's going to be like that. Pretty much. Um, the Stranger Things 2 teaser. Yeah. Where it's all the episode titles. Yeah. Do you think that was all right? Because they seem to give away quite a lot. Like, uh, some of those titles well, are Lost pretty. Brother. Yeah, like, I don't I think, need to know those. No, names. but I think they're gonna be they're gonna be metaphorical. Like, there's gonna be more. Like, have you seen the titles from the first series? No. They're so literal. Oh, really? <laughs> like, they give away the one where we see the monster. It basically, is one of them. Actually, yeah. There's like the body, the monster. Like, they are they <laughs> they paint you the picture of every episode. Barb dies. Like, I stopped looking at them on Netflix because I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I don't want to know this. What does, like, the there's one called The Palace for Mm. season two. Like, what what does that mean? They're going to go to a palace, Alicia. Princess Diana waltzes into Hawkins. (laughs) She'll still be alive canonically. I saw saw a brilliant Princess Diana thing literally before I came in here. Weird. That's really weird. It was like one of those, you know, um, like, just one of those pictures that people put up. It's like, oh, you know, people have a go with the Kardashians as if it's like, that's the best satire they can come up with oh the Kardashians are shit well done um, but and there's a picture of Princess Diana says in a world of Kardashians be more like Diana I looked at her I was like what dead oh my god <laughs> like, that's mental <laughs> be dead <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at her for about two minutes going what go does this go to Paris mean? and fucking die <laughs> so, I don't understand what that means very odd be Diana. Be mm. worm food. Go to landmine town. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? <laughs> Strange uh, things. Strange things. Uh, oh yeah, another thing on Netflix as well is because obviously Stranger Things you're going to watch in like one big thing. Mm-hmm. The like little uh, excerpt t- tells you about the episode. Always spoilers. Yeah. Oh my god. Never always read that. Like, Never mental. Read that. <laughs> it's always like something that happens. Not at the end of that episode, but yeah. like 10 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. It's always enough to make the entire prologue useless. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, you've just watched, like, a big climax yeah. to, like, a big argument between the parents, and then the next one's like, the divorce goes through. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate that in shows as well. Like, um, that's why I stopped watching House of Cards, because you're watching, like, I think we might have... Moves you. I was talking about... I don't know. Um, but that's why I stopped watching House of Cards, because I hate watching, like... 
exposition where you know what's going to happen 20 minutes down the line. Right. And House of Cards does something where in the second series you're following a storyline that you already know and mm-hmm. it's just one person trying to work out what happened uh-huh. but oh, you already yeah, yeah, yeah. know what's happened. I gave up and, on the second series of House of yeah. Cards just because it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I think like that happens a lot. If that happens a lot when they like just give away like something is happening yeah. and you're just like alright well I'm just waiting for that thing to happen. Have you have we talked before about Netflix's weird descriptions of films? No. Like no. some some of their film descriptions are way off. Really? Like so weird. Like That's tonally good. all over the place. My favourite one is No Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's um, oh, you have told me this. It's yeah. like a hard luck dude comes into some money, but a certain individual with a weird haircut has other plans. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what is this? Like the buddy That's comedy amazing. that is no country for old men. With it's, a weird haircut. Yeah, awesome. weird haircut and hard luck dude. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> it's really strange. That was clearly whoever wrote that at Netflix HQ was just about to go get a burrito down the road they for their lunch, and they just asked. couldn't be bothered. They were yeah. like, burrito time. It's really irritating. All right, and so that's our th- well, our, somewhere in there was our theories for season two of the <laughs> Stranger Thing. What is Stugan? Is it a cereal? Oh. Is it a yogurt? This is a good question, Stugan, which no one really is sure how to pronounce it. Um, it's something that I did last year, yeah. um, which is kind of why we're talking about it uh, this year. It's 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 a game development camp. Okay. So to be an indie developer nowadays is actually like super hard. I know you've had breakout hits like No Man's Sky and stuff that have done phenomenally well. But is it like a concentration camp but with more cardigans? Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and more controllers because everyone is coding like mad. But so the whole idea of Stogan is it's giving indie developers whose game isn't it, you know they're not necessarily like proper guaranteed successes they're all games that have like a quirk to them or something interesting or a real creative flair that might scare investors but it's so worth investing like investing time in and being created um and so all around the world there's there was this year there was 13 teams and they flew to Sturgen which is means cabin in Swedish and it's in Sweden and they live in the cabin in the woods for like two months awesome. and they just create games and there's no there's they literally they don't have to like pay any money they don't have to like give any way any IP of their game there is no other accelerator that does this just in to the do world. the game just they are just told create your That's game here's wicked. a space they bring in mentors like the lead developer on Minecraft like amazing venture capitalist gurus PR guys and just yeah. help them create their games so it's a really really cool space and this year Joe, your girlfriend Kate she was running the video channel for it like, what? yeah yeah it's a really small world it's just like, got back from a month in the woods and exactly. she's gone feral <laughs> <laughs> she is walking on her hands <laughs> blackberry picking but it's, it's absolutely awesome and last Friday I flew out to Sweden um, for a bit of a reunion with the guys from last year but also to see the games from this year right. they're, they're completely different teams I'd never met any of them um, and they're just awesome they are so good and I'm so glad that this accelerator exists because it just gives such an awesome platform for creativity yeah. that otherwise would be like crushed by money mongering um, but there's one by two developers called Mira and Tanya called TikTok they're from Sweden and Denmark and it's just this really cool kind of mystery co-op story puzzler for two players. They kind of describe it as a mix between Year Walk and Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. This is the one where you have 
two different versions of the same game Absolutely. that you play simultaneously, exactly. right? Exactly. That's good. It sounds so, really cool. So say if Joe and I were playing, we'd both have our iPads out and mm. we'd both be looking at the screen, but both the, the section of the game we'd be looking at would be kind of similar, but there would be differences in each one. Okay. And so there are a series of puzzles. So I might have something on my screen that Joe doesn't have on his, but we both need. Then I can like manipulate it in such a way that then Joe has something, yeah, that it appears on your screen and then we kind of like solve the puzzle together, okay. which is a really, really cool idea. There's this kind of like narrative um, element good. to it. And that's where the TikTok idea comes across. So it's like a pendulum swinging. So you take uh, turns, it goes like tick, tock. Very clever. Really, really clever. There's another one called- Mira and Tanya. Yeah, Mira well, and Tanya, um, very smart ladies. Um, there's another couple called Mikhail and Laura from the USA. And they've created this game called Thin Air, which is a survival game where you play an old woman who she's high up on this mountain where the air is so thin, it's a real struggle to survive. Is this the fully hand-drawn one? Yes, it's stunning. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely it's, it's beautiful. It's all hand-drawn. All hand-drawn. So it's 2D hand-drawn animation. Yeah. And that is so rare nowadays. Like That's genuinely rare in game development to yeah. have... Um, such a beautiful art style. And it's, it's really, really early prototype stage at the moment. But the idea is really interesting. So you have to, you know, you're slowly dying and it's the survival aspect of it is you've got to find this plant that will help you breathe. Okay. But when you eat the plant, you hallucinate. It's like the magic mushroom plant. So you're like, and when you hallucinate, um, you start... These people were in a cabin with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? Getting high and making games. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, when you hallucinate, um, you see these entities and right. these are the bosses of the game. And the whole point of the game is you have to basically overcome each of these bosses. One one of the bosses, I seem to remember, is a sort of weird giant greyhound thing with yep. loads of nipples that are all leaking milk. That are all I mean, That yep. sounds fantastic. I mean, it's absolutely mental. It is a crazy, crazy game. And it's the, re the reason why it's so awesome is because gameplay-wise, it's really cool, survival element. But then also on a metaphorical level, it's a game about overcoming aspects of your subconscious. So like yeah. every single game has a twist <clears> like this. Either there's a really interesting gameplay mechanic, it'll be a game design thing, um, or like like there's a guy called Tom Francis from the UK. He's done like a procedural stealth space simulator where you fly around the galaxy on like, and we, we've seen like a few of those, but on this one, you can actually he dock to like- He's yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And you can dock up to um, the these ships and actually go like physically in around like enemy ships and stuff. There's always, there's always really interesting twists on yeah. each of the games from Sturgeon. There's 13 teams in, in total. Definitely recommend like That's looking awesome. into them because it's just, it's an awesome, awesome, Bastion, I think, of indie game development yeah. and just kind of what people are capable of now, basically in their own homes and their own times yeah. while juggling other jobs. There's you a know. really good, uh, there's a really good um, Devolver series, which uh, basically kind of the same thing. And as you just mentioned, Tom Francis here, he's in one. Mm -hmm. And they basically take two developers, smush them together, and make them live together for like a week or a month or something yeah. like that. And then they have to make a game together and they filmed it. That's why I watched it because it's like, a, oh, it was a really cool amazingly made like documentaries about these people living together and then making this game. And then you got to play the games at the end. Games are by far, the worst part of the project. <laughs> but the documentary stuff is really good. And it's just really interesting to watch, like, really smart people. I haven't watched any of Kate's stuff. I will, should, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> Go like, on. It's, uh, Why not? It's, but it's interesting to see, like, these awesome people just talking and living together and, like, talking about, like, really interesting, like, things for games. That's quite inspiring. That strikes me as the, the biggest part of it, is yeah. the fact Absolutely. that it's not yeah, that yeah. they're Absolutely. alone and given the funding to create this to finish their stuff. Yeah. No. It's that they're with loads of other people. Like apparently, yeah. they because there's like a four or five hour bus 
journey to get yeah. to this place in the middle of nowhere. And they're all sucking and each other off. It's crazy. <laughs> By the end, it's just a tangle of limbs. Um, no, but like they were all on the bus just making up games yeah. and like drawing them out on paper, like creating games. Wow. And then they called Kate the library because she collected them all so that they wouldn't lose them. Because they're all Aww. fucking scatty bastards. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, she's got like this sheaf of games that were just made, like brilliant games just made up on a bus. She's going to yeah. be like, next year she'll be like, I've got all these games um, that I'm making. Yeah. I came up with myself actually. Kate um, Publishing comes out and just. I was thinking about it because, like, because I mean, you you did the video stuff last year, and like Kate, I was like, what? I was like, that's a really good gig. How'd you get that gig? But then I think I would feel so small with all these really clever people. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be able to deal with it. I don't think I'd be able to deal with it. It's a really weird environment because you're going cry myself to sleep, going, what is wrong with your brain? Why isn't your brain as good as these brains? Oh, this guy's probably got A's in maths. <laughs> yeah, logical people, but very creative people. No, it yeah. is weird because you go there and you're obviously you're not a game developer but yeah. you bloody love games and yeah. so you kind of run around like a puppy going like what are you making this is yeah. awesome but that makes you great QA because you're not yeah, as smart as absolutely. everyone else there so yeah. they can just be like right give it to the fucking but that's, goblin that's <laughs> yeah, play. you're a good play tester because while I might play some of the games last year I played and I wouldn't be able to go oh yeah so you should go into the code and like yeah. try like this particular script to fix this problem but I could be like oh, <laughs> go into the code you don't go <laughs> into <laughs> the code <laughs> <laughs> Mikael, she does not know. I just as the code. Stop spitting on him, Mikael. <laughs> Mikael, you're from Derby. Why do you speak like this? <laughs> I feel... Uh, that's, that's good. Well, it's, it's, yeah. Stugan, Stugan is... A cool a, place. I can't even think of a, a word that that goes into that sounds good. Like, what? Stugorific. <laughs> oh, God. Like you um, should go into their marketing. Give up. Actually, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here. I've drawn an arrow bypassing one thing to go to another Superb. Okay. and that's how I'm going to talk about it because okay. a game that's actually got a really good little concept that I've been playing this week is Hue have um, you been playing it? I haven't yeah, played it yet good. it's really good um, I'll, get, I'll get your code for it we'll, we'll play I've it. got one mate don't worry about oh, it yeah, why don't you be playing it then? I'm hooked up um, so I played this at Gamescom last year and it was one of the last things ever so basically like I was winding Krupa up in the week before Gamescom and he does all our appointments and he put me down for like um, going to see all this mad stuff at like nine o'clock in the morning on the last day after we've been out on a lash the night before. Um, so I had to go see all these different games. Some of them were utter, like, unplayable. Toilet. Uh, like, oh, absolute garbage, <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the middle of all this, I was like, oh, come on. Like, it was like part of a like, two people appointment. Mm. One person showed me their game, and then there's this like, like really quiet dude. I was like, oh, did you make this game as well? And he was like, no, I made this game called Hugh. Like, do you want to play that? I was like, yeah, come on, play on. Um, it's amazing. It was like the best thing I played at Gamescom, and I played for honor that year. Like, and I was like, I, it's basically like a little sort of puzzle platformer, all to do with colors, and you have to change the color of like blocks and what the color of the game to be able to solve different puzzles and things like that. Yeah. It's like that was one where I was playing it, and the guy, the guy must have been like, "What the fuck? What is does this, he die? What is this wrong with this jabroni?" But it makes you, it makes you feel so smart when you manage to solve a puzzle. That's the best thing about uh, a puzzler, isn't yeah. it? They've got a really great colorblind mode as well, where yeah. it puts oh, little. No um, it's crazy because yeah. obviously it would be impossible yes, for a colorblind person awesome. to play, yeah. but they like it translates to like sort of an alphabet of runes that yeah. symbolize those colors so you can understand like a colorblind person essentially has to learn that's like so a smart. mini language to understand yeah. how the world works that's really really cool. really clever that's I saw it really this week cool. it looks amazing it's it's a really really good game though and it's just like it's it's one of those games where you go alright I'll do one more and you go you feel so good when you've solved them you go alright I'll do another one mm. and yeah. you just keep on going and going and going it's got like a cool little story going out with this, um, like throughout as well like I've seen some people comparing it to Thomas Was Alone 
But like, I bloody yeah, love I can, that. I can, game. I can see that. And that's the thing. Like with Thomas was alone, I loved everything about it except for the actual game. I just thought the game was. Just, oh really? I just think it was very good. I really like liked the gameplay. The late, the yeah. latter levels, I worked for me. Like the early stuff where it's just like about getting one block yeah, on top yeah. of the other never got to me. No. But yeah, the yeah. gravity but, I mean, stuff was cool. But the good thing about Hugh is like it's it's amazing gameplay just from the start, mm. um, and it really challenged you like pretty sharpishly. Um, <laughs> Sharpish, which, which is good, but it's, it's it's a tiny little game. I think like Curve Studios are releasing, and they release a lot of, like really interesting games. I was um, going to segue into something amazing or a couple of amazing things I saw at Gamescom. What? This is why I'm on my oh, yeah. phone because I you forgot the name on, of one stop of them. Banging on about these, yeah. There were a couple of games, and they were called the first one. I'm going to say slowly because I can't remember the other one. Was a lantern, and the other one was Runes: The Forgotten Path. What is this? They were two Italian VR games. So Gamescom has this amazing room, which is just yeah. different countries' sort of creative, like Yuki from the UK, yeah, which yeah. is like a sort of games creative council. I think mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't That's know what you call them. All the different countries bring a pavilion of stuff. Yeah. So we saw um, uh, Sniper Elite, which is made by Rebellion Games, yep. uh, at the UK one, and I went to the Italian pavilion and got shown these two VR games. Uh, and they're fantastic, like really cool ideas, and you just never see them on the show floor. Yeah. Incredibly passionate people who just want to like get it out there, and they're there half to get publishers to invest in it and get the uh, press to like actually see it. Yeah. Um, so Lantern is a VR game where you control a paper lantern flying over a landscape. And all it does is as you fly over the landscape, it colors it in. Okay. So it's essentially a 3D coloring in game. Nice. And you can play it with or without um, VR. Okay. Without, you just controlling it. It looks nice. The, the music's really good. You're like, this is cool. Like in VR, it's called Lantern. Oh, oh my God. In VR, it's down. unbelievable. You, the, the sense of scale, the sense, because you're going like way up into the sky to be able to see everything then like drifting down oh, under gates like yes. coloring in this like uh, it's kind of um an asian inspired like village like rural villagey landscape yeah it's just fantastic um me and dan kilby played it and it was yeah. just like it's it mixes relaxation with like genuine like gut you you know you're as like you fly swoop. down you've got like this <gasps> feeling wow. yeah the other one um runes is essentially uh sort of a magic combat game so you, you get these Two de- you get these in the demo. You get these two runes. One's fireballs and one's a shield. But in the final game, you'll be like drawing different runes to get different spells into oh, your cool. two hands, and like comboing them That's and stuff. That's really cool. But the, the most amazing thing about it was they have come up with a really nice solution for movement in a VR game because okay. obviously that's a huge really problem tough. in a first-person game. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of games are doing this teleporting thing, which, which takes hate. me out of I most really games. I really hate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it just that's doesn't feel like in the Batman anymore. one. I thought, I thought in the Batman one, it works because yeah. the idea of like swooping around to see a crime scene kind of works. Yeah. Um, but I tried Fallout VR. It takes you out of that world yeah, completely. Same with, like, same with Tomb Raider. Zooming around it, it's just like yeah. it doesn't feel like I'm in a place anymore. In Tomb Raider, you've got like an actual outline of a big arrow and yep. Lara same Croft. In, same and in Fallout. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, you're just like I. I'm not in Croft Manor if I yeah. can see like me zooming about. Yeah. But so what this does, and they say they're going to have three different ways of movement, but the one they showed is essentially you, the first thing you do is step off a cliff, which is <gasps> fucking terrifying. They were just like, please step forward. And I'm, I'm like, doing that. No. 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 <laughs> uh, Mr. Italian man, <laughs> not forward. tricking me. <laughs> um, so what you do is you step off this cliff and what it does is just immediately this, um, this sort of, rock appears under it, under you, this floating rock. Yeah. And you're floating through this weird, like, dreamy landscape. 
and you move it by holding your hand over this little handprint yeah. and that activates this rock as you move ah, along. Ah, that's so good. So you've got control over when you're moving. Yeah. But it's essentially on rails, but it's down to you. So you get into combat situations and yeah. you have to take the hand off so you're not moving anymore. Yeah. You're not getting away from the threats so you have right, to fight them. Yeah. But then you put the hand back on, you've only got one spell. It's a really yeah. nice little like risk-reward thing and it makes movement feel right, yeah, but you're still under control. That's good because it's like being on rails but not feeling cheap. Because yeah. like with the Until Dawn one, I played that. Mm. And like oh, that is, you're literally on rails. Yes. Like It's like a ghost train. Or exactly. Whatever. And it feels really cheap. But there's something that... Fe- because you've got that one measure of control. Like, yeah. I could see them even putting in a thing where you can kind of move it left or right, depending yeah. on when your hand is and stuff. Mm. I'm not sure if they will, but it's a really nice solution for it. And it's these two games that you just, I wasn't expecting to see mm. and are just, like, really cool little things that get you excited about what people are doing. That's really... Yeah. That's, I've been wondering for ages how people are going to solve the movement issue in VR, because, mm. yeah. like, the whole issue is nausea, and the nausea happens when something happens in the game that you're not feeling in your body within yeah. real life. So if you, like have a massive swoop where you kind of like move really quickly in the game but really in real life you're standing in your living room completely still your brain yeah. goes I'm meant to be feeling movement yeah. but my body doesn't and it freaks the hell out and it's yeah. just nausea it's just yeah. like this panic yeah. mode that your body does so isn't that a thing where you're isn't it your brain thinks that it's poisoned like you're you wouldn't be feeling movement without actual movement uh, unless you were poisoned so then your body tries so then to you try and check yeah. up yeah. like that's interesting it's, really it's the same yeah. reason that you get motion sickness in a car and stuff sometimes mm. because you're you're sitting still but you can the, yeah. your brain sees that you're moving really fast brains are dumb brains, brains are, are stupid dumb. get rid they're so dumb um, so yeah those are some Italian VR games that I forgot we about. were talking for this we were like what are we doing this wasn't going to be game enough centric we talked about Hugh we talked about the Italians the Italian about games the Swedes the Swedes Mikhail. we are so international <laughs> we're a cosmopolitan crew of <laughs> and now we're going to bring things down to the best game mm-hmm. on any podcast this is the premier Welsh game it is this is Wales' best this game ever Wales Wales games. Well. yeah I've been on podcast for a while uh, I have been on so I don't go um <laughs> It seems like we only do this game now. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's always me against you. Because to be honest, like sometimes, like I'll see people just slagging it off, like because <laughs> um, like, I think maybe a lot of people, some people don't like it, but some people do like it. So like now and again, I'll catch a comment, and it's to be fair, like bad comments are awful, but now and again, I'll catch a comment, and be like, "Keyword countdown is the worst thing ever." Well, <gasps> who said that? What's their social security number? I got, I got a lot of shit for talking about Sombra for fifteen minutes last week, <laughs> so I know those feels. But I have had a couple. People say they like it and they play along. It's so a good game. Fine, yeah. People want people want you to release it as a board game. And yeah. Shit. All right. It's gonna happen. I forgot about that. Anyway, um, if you don't know, IMDb has a lot of really weird keywords. That you usually say crazy keywords. Crazy You've changed it. keywords. That's my favorite thing <laughs> that they uh, they use to categorize films. So I have taken some of these for five different films, and I want you to and you at home to guess what the film is. Is there a theme again? Always a theme, mate. It's always a theme. Always though. a theme. Always. Sometimes the you, theme ruins it. And you get an extra point. This this, this isn't ruin it. Okay, this, good. This, this doesn't ruin it. <laughs> is it Vin Diesel again? Keyword countdown. Mm. Okay. Film number one. Right. Friendship. Oh, uh, Fox and the Hound. Uh, the, the <laughs> <laughs> stand by me. Is it stand yeah. by me? No! Yes! No! Fuck you, Dale. Dale said he was going to be the only person ever to get it first time. Bam! I know what the theme is. I know what the theme is already. Do you? It's Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah! Give me that extra point. And I blocked that. Yes! Right. 
You two shouldn't be able to play the biggest game together. All right. Well, okay. Oh, I'm so pumped. Can we just... It feels like we're overshadowing. Friendship. Uh, Fox and Hound. That was amazing. The way you said it was like, there's only one answer for this. Fox and Hound. It is the ultimate story. Of friendship and brotherhood. All right. Well, this was this was the other clues. Oh God, I'm so happy. Friendship, treehouse, boy with glasses, summertime, overweight child, child smoking cigarette, voiceover narration based on novella, walking on tracks, dead body. You know, after friendship, I only would have got it at walking on tracks. Not overweight child. No, I've never watched Stand by Me. What? I've never seen Stand by Me. You I'm maniacs. really surprised that you got, I've never even heard of it <laughs> Please rectify that this weekend I'm going to watch it It's meant to be very good It is like we were talking Stephen King we, we were talking on uh, on Prepared to Try our Dark Souls series we should check out and and um, we Stranger Things just come out and me and me and uh, Krupa started talking about it but oh, yeah. um, Rory hadn't heard that we were talking about it and he was like you guys talking about Stranger Things we're like no we're talking about it and he's like mm, sounds a lot like Stranger Things like, yes it does Rory <laughs> that's where they got their influences from um, Alright, here we go. <laughs> this next was like. I'm really, really, really <clears throat> impressed by the two bits of paper that you blocked from my projectiles. Oh, very good reflexes. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Box office hit. Could be anything. <laughs> Oblivion with Tom Cruise. Empathy. Empathy. Innocence. Uh, Boyhood. Ghost costume. <laughs> oh, uh, Scream? No, wait, that's ridiculous. Star Wars reference. Scooby Doo. Star Wars reference, ghost costume. Penis joke. Penis joke. The Goonies. Dolly Zoom. Dolly Zoom. Jaws. Dolly. 1980s. Oh, a 1980s film about friendship. Uh, go. Oh, Gremlins. Uh, Bicycle chase. Oh, easy. easy. Yeah. yeah, you got that first. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's loud. <laughs> Massive audience. Right, Mike, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> last, last night we were all relatively on the way Three to Drunken to the wind. Town. We were. Alicia was a step further than the rest of us on that train. I had a lot of wine. Yeah. Wine is stronger than beer. But and I had a blueberry caparina. You did. Yeah. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying that's <laughs> factual. You were. Um, there were bits playing Overwatch. We, we drunkenly played Overwatch, mm. which was a very poor idea, where yeah. you yeah. screamed so loudly that like my headphones cut out like like a fail safe like it was insane <laughs> it was right. crazy that's amazing the other one was friendly alien that's good that's good. number 10 <clears throat> so there's two points for you 10 points to Joe here we go 11 got the theme oh yeah <laughs> keep track what's that Ooh, it's a phone. I don't know. Is your a, phone ringing? You've got, you got to answer it. Joseph. Who is it? It's, uh, it's a Square Enix PR. Oh, no. Oh, dear. I don't know what that's Bollocks about. Bollocks to that. That's going to be a cool thing. They're not week. as important as keyword countdown. Sweet. Film number three. Prison. Water sprinkler. Running into someone. Survivor. What? Bald a- man. Rocky. Rocky 2. Rocky 3. Rocky 4. Human bait. <laughs> Human bait? Dead girl. Oh my god. The Batman thing? Short nope. haired female. Evil, <gasps> Evil oh, Dead. Oh no, oh, oh, no. oh Tickle Bad Max. Fury Road. N- numbered nope. sequel. Okay. Ah! Short haired girl. Final, final clue. Okay. Human versus Alien. Ah, oh, alien 2! Predator 2. Predators. Pred- is it not a- Alien 3? Aliens. Yes. That's oh. the one. I got the order mixed up. There we go. Great. There is no Alien sequel. 2. Aliens. A, I can't believe but it's aliens. that's but a it's numbered four. sequel. Numbered yeah, no. Sequel. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. I forget sequel. that Newt's in the third one. Yeah, 
Dead girl. Yeah. Mm. Dead girl. Um, okay. That was one point to Alicia. 11 to Joe. But also, wait, 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 I, got, I got the point for the ET as well. Yeah. Yeah. Two three points all together. One for that. Three points. Three together. together. That's yeah. what I said, isn't it? You, you said you got one. Yeah, but you said you got one point for that one. Dumber. Dumber. <laughs> yeah, actually, but three that's, actually, that's, uh, that's, that's rocketing you up the league for guesses because it's two different leagues, remember? That There's is true. Overall points and mm. films guessed. Ah. Yeah. Because I'm a loser. Because I'm a cool guy. He likes <laughs> numbers. <laughs> got six or seven spreadsheets, baby. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Film number four. Yeah. Kitch- I thought that was the first clue. Sorry. No. <laughs> Kitchen. Mm. Chair. Moving. Fatal attraction. Spread eagle. <laughs> Spread eagle. Basic instinct. That just reminds me of Chicago. Parapsychologist. <gasps> oh, Ghostbusters. Toy. Ghostbusters 2. Poltergeist. Yes. Fuckers. <laughs> Outstanding. Ten, nine, eight, six, I... Five points for that one. Yes! <laughs> That's eight points. You're only three points behind Joe, and he got one first goal. Yeah, I've given up. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, the other one, sorry. Toy. Animate doll. Haunting. Paranormal investigator. Toy clown. Sweet. Kitchen. That's Ghostbusters all over. Wait, how does that relate to friendship? Wasn't that the theme? Oh, no, Stranger no. Things is Stranger the Things, yeah. Cool. I mean, friendship's always a theme. How does that... Casper the friendly ghost was Here the ghost. Here we go. Ghost. Film number five. Theme's throwing me right off. Hmm. It's because you guessed it early on. Yeah. Schwinn bicycle. Ah. Schwinn bicycle. Is that a word? Make, make Super a eight. Dead body. Goonies. Yes. Wow. Well done. Well done. Well done. To be fair, you could have just shouted out at any point. I think you did shout. I did shout that out yeah. earlier. Yeah. It's probably... Nine points to Joe there. Well done. Uh, and the other ones, lifting a male into the air, which I always love when that one comes up. Lifting a male. Yeah. Lifting a male into the air. Oh, that's a very odd keyword. So a boy, good. Not a, not uh, a how many of those are there? Loads. It always comes out. Anytime I put lifting a male into the air, I'll put him in because that's, that's such a point. mad one. It's in Jurassic Park. It's in Who a bunch of lift, others. Which male gets lifted in the air? I guess the lawyer when the T Rex picks him up. Oh, not being lifted by another human. No, just no being it can be lifted, lifted by anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, Forklift instruction videos. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably gone. <laughs> well, like, because some people are mad on keywords. Like, I, w- one of my most uh, successful tweets, like, I saw this one guy on IMDb who was literally posting underneath each thing going, do you know if anyone got shot in the head in this film? Do you, and, like, he hadn't seen the films. He was just asking if anyone knew if it was, like, any headshots, how many headshots in this film? And I was like, seems like a nice guy. That's like, yeah. um, that's the creepiest version of, like, Mr. Skin, isn't it? Yeah. Where it's like... <laughs> The man gets shot in the head at 16 minutes Five 42. Times. Um, lifting a male into the air. Mm. Beret. Stepping on a rake. Gadget. Cutlass. Group of friends. Skeleton. Pirate ship. That's the Goonies. Nine points to Joe there. So, Joe, you come away with 20 points this week. Lissy, you come away with eight. Oh, you know what? I'm happy with eight. I should am be. very happy. I think with we that. should both be happy. Bloody with good we show. Did well. High five. Smash. Friendship. Friendship <laughs> was not the theme. Well done. Uh, and the, stri- the the theme was Stranger Things. Well done. I've just realised we've forgotten to bring the feedback in. Yes. So we'll wrap things up for that this week. Most of it was just angry at me. <laughs> so oh, Joe. <laughs> that's fine. Fuck you, people. I really Stop. enjoyed your sombra. So did I. It's I a good. It was genuinely interesting. It's a good story. If you want to read. A, Oh, yeah, the story, yeah, story your again. Piece, your yeah. opinion piece on that is really amazing. I did a dumb piece about how I lost my mind and drank a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> it was but great. that was the podcast. I hope you like it. If you didn't, well, it was free. 
So, <laughs> speaking of free, we might have a special little extra podcast next week. Oh yeah, on yeah. a theme. I think yeah. we're all going to talk spoiler cast about Inside, Inside. not replacing amazing. the normal episode. You get the normal episode, yeah, but an extra special episode because we're all there. nerding out. I've over... already got three pages of notes. I know it's ridiculous. You keep, you keep tapping me and going, "There's ah, yeah. more." <laughs> yes, I, was, I had my nose probably about two inches from my computer screen the other day yeah. and I gasped really loudly because I noticed something in a screenshot and Joe was like what 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 are you okay like thought something was wrong no no it was just a clue well something was wrong so, inside so look out for that and we'll see you next week see ya bye Yay. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.